0: Okay, so, uh, Daryl, welcome. Uh, we usually think- tap. We don't have scotch in this, so. Thank you. Usually Yeah, tap. we're doing the, the health thing.
1: Thank you. That's okay. We definitely Thank are. Thank you.
0: So, uh, we're welcoming Daryl Singer, who's a, a lawyer who does a number of litigation initiatives. Um, you can explain for yourself. But you're a Diamond and Diamond, and your practice consists yeah,
1: of. Yeah, so I'm a partner at Diamond and Diamond, and I'm the head of uh, the class, as it relates to this, I'm the head of the class actions practice group.
0: So this is a. If anybody hasn't figured out in the first few moments, this is a different podcast than what we normally do. Um, This is um, in response to events that have unfolded uh, since October seventh, with the uh, attack by Hamas uh, into Israel and the um, murder uh, of civilians. I won't go through what you're hearing on the media, but we, uh, you know, Daryl and I are Jewish. My dad was a Holocaust survivor. My mom happened to be Irish Catholic who converted to Judaism. Uh, You're not Jewish, although some people actually think you are. Everyone
2: does. They think I am. Yeah, I'm
0: honorary. You're honorary. Yeah. yeah. uh, But, you know, we have all been um, traumatized by this quite significantly. um, And we've seen the rise of uh, anti-Semitic crimes go up by over 400%. It was already up (laughs) by 300%. Um, prior to October 7th, it's now gone up higher. I've had uh, discussions with people in uh, Toronto Police Service uh, and others. And um, I'm involved as, as you are with other and various organizations. Um, and so we're, we're active, uh, but the concern has come from incredible um, uh, acts of not only anti-Semitic behavior, but um, vitriol of hatred, destruction of Israel, the annihilation of Jews, and very strong backing uh, on universities from professors and other uh, progressives and intellectuals, uh, basically calling for the end of Israel, calling it colonizer, and, you know, the, um, what's that saying, from the river to the sea, right? The sea. And one of the challenges, I, I think, when you go onto social media, which really, uh i i don't we really do need scotch to be on social media <laughs> these days yeah <laughs> is because of the there's no truth anymore and and we knew there was no truth anymore you know going back years and 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 for those of us you know all in law i mean you know part of our podcast in general has been trying to deal with false narratives and narratives and, and wrongful convictions and um we're dealing with a number of very false narratives where you consider it to be somewhat of a a distortion of history and truth. I consider it to be a deliberate denial of history, reality, and truth and not wanting to look at what, what the origins are of, 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 many of these, um, arguments and, and, and this conflict, um, you know, to say that Israel's a colonizing state is to say that, um, this isn't a light, um, because Israel Jewish people have been there since before 2000 BC and Judea and other parts of that area and have the same claims as anybody else. Um, and, um, it, it's, uh, it's anything but apartheid state. If these people were to spend time in Israel, they'd know that there's a vibrant democracy, not perfect, but there's vibrant democracy. Hopefully there remains an independent judiciary. Um, there are, uh, people who are not Jewish or citizens of Israel, of Muslim faith and other faiths. There is a a party, an Arabic party, um, who has members in the Knesset, the Israeli parliament. And prior to this government, I think it was the government before, they were part of the coalition government, which was ruling in Israel. Um, If you go there, you can be treated by a doctor who is of uh, uh, Arab background, Muslim background. Uh, They are lawyers, they're doctors. Uh, they're involved in, in all facets of, of society and the economy, so uh, it's a, a very poor comparison to try and call it an apartheid state. In any event, we're you know, trying to deal with the truth is something which is extremely difficult, but now what we're seeing is uh, essentially the cauldron of hatred uh, across North America and other parts of the world s- showing up on our university and college campuses where we're, we're on really the brink of violence. And as a result of a number of concerns of Israeli uh, Jewish students and other students, Israeli students, et cetera, of fear on campus, you and your firm have taken some actions. So yeah. tell us about what you're doing, uh, why you're doing it, and just give us a, a sort of short version yeah. in, in English of what the actions Plain, are. Plain non language. please. So in
1: simple terms, what we've done, we started to get contacted by students, predominantly initially from York University, then from TMU, uh, now we're seeing students calling us from uh, uh, you know, Concordia, McGill, UBC, Queens, I mean essentially across uh, Dalhousie, uh, across the country. So we've issued two class actions thus far, one against uh, TMU and one against York. There will be more coming. Um, these are not new incidents, right? And what the lawsuits, so the class actions essentially say, look, you've got these new flashpoints that have happened recently as a result of, you know, from October 7th forward and you you that's layered on top of a history in in the case of york for example that goes back 15 20 years yeah. i mean it's not it's not new none uh, of this is new none of mean? this is new and and so we say that these things have caused tremendous damage what to the students what we're hearing now and I've personally spoken with over a hundred students my lawyers that work for me have spoken combined with I think about 400 people as of this afternoon I was just on a zoom before I came here with six students from a, a university another university and we're hearing the you know horrible stories as students being it's gone be you know they they the other side will say it's just freedom of speech but we're talking about and I you know if I sent you the videos and the pictures that you've seen we're talking about physical violence we're talking about spitting people being spit on uh, harassment verbal you know just verbal assault uh, people being followed and screamed at for it and, and told they should die because they're a Jew. Graffiti all over the universities with things, uh, you know, you can imagine the type of graffiti, but things that basically say like death to the Jews. I mean that's that's the essence of it. And, and then not to mention the rallies on campus where their free Palestine rallies are not really about, and, and, and just to be clear, there's nothing in our lawsuit or in my heart or your heart, I imagine what we're suggesting that students shouldn't have the right to speak out and say, we're really appalled at, you know, we feel sorry for the Palestinians or for the people in Gaza that are dying. We're not suggesting that. But there's a very big difference between saying free Palestine and from the river to the sea, which is a call to the destruction of Israel. It's a very big difference to say we stand here in support of the people in Gaza that are being bombarded. That's a different story than what they're doing, which is standing there saying death to Israel death to the jews destruction of israel well, they're calling you know the, the bds movement for example which is nothing more than then again a call for the destruction of yeah. israel um
2: what is sorry what is that
1: uh the the uh divestment movement the idea and in the us i think they were successful in a number of a number of years ago in getting certain universities to uh not invest in any company okay. that had anything to do with israel right right it's it's essentially to try and put an economic blockade against israel um so these are all things that are designed uh that that they'd go beyond saying we support palestinian rights they're saying in order to support palestinian rights we must harm the jews we must destroy the jews yeah we've moved
0: we've moved from what would be a legitimate debate about mm -hmm. uh you know israeli policies correct about um middle east policies about what solutions are there for conflict? How do we achieve peace? We've moved beyond that to essentially espousing the annihilation of Israel and of of the Jewish people. Well, right. the flashpoints he's talk- yeah, talking, Daryl's so, talking about, so but so but, but it but it is so prominent now in the universities yeah. Yeah, well and, uh, and and you know and and in protests right you so know
1: so matter for that expands. this is where so this is what gives rise to the lawsuits right is that it's it's really endemic on university campuses and the reason is that there's this this baked in idea not you know in, with with the university administration with professors and administrators that sort of look the other way right. when the Jews are the ones being attacked, and what you have, of course, we know that over the last number of years, um, the universities have become—and I hate to use this term, but you know, people will say they become woke, uh, extremely, extremely. No, woke. I,
0: I use that term. In and, the podcast. And, we've we've and, used and, and it a few do. times. But,
1: but here. the reality is, the reality is, and I have kids as as you do, Joe. We we have uni- kids at university right now. Um, the fact is that if our children as Jews at that university said, or did anything that triggered anybody, even if they didn't intend it, if it triggered anybody as a result of their race, their religion, their political beliefs, their disability, their, their are Yeah. Well, that's exactly right. Our children would be. Discipline, sanction, discipline. Possibly, you know, I've done lots of over the years as a a civil lawyer. Even I've done a fair number of these university discipline uh, tribunal tribunal hearings, tribunal cases, and and the things that, as as you've seen as well, where they're disciplined for these sorts of relatively minor offenses, if you will. And here you have entire groups rallying on university campuses with the professors supporting them, calling for what is essentially an end to the Jews. And the university administration simply looks the other way. So you have this. So so we say in the lawsuits, there's this double standard that's gone on for years. And, you know, unfortunately, one of the things that I, I, I was sort of saddened by when um, the the first lawsuit the york lawsuit was picked up by the media they really as the media often does, you know, picks on what they think is important. And so, you know, the headlines scream, you know, $15 million class action. But if you actually read the lawsuit, that's not the focus of it, right? It's It's not about money. It's It's not about money. There There
0: has to be be a damages claim to have the lawsuit. It's a
1: civil lawsuit in Ontario. You've got to ascribe a, a, a dollar amount to it. But the lawsuit is actually seeking what we call injunctive relief. We're saying you've got to, first of all, there are policies on campus that are only being enforced against Jews but not for them and we're saying those policies ought to be enforced and that includes things like in the York case dechartering the York Federation of Students it includes things like disciplining whether it's a suspension or an expulsion against students who commit anti-Jewish acts of hate um, and, and, and then the implementation of newer more fully developed policies to ensure the protection of Jewish students and that's what these lawsuits are about and I've spent as I say the last three weeks listening to students tell us these horrible stories of what's going on on campus and unfortunately um, we've had to start these lawsuits as what we call Jane Doe John Doe and Jane Doe lawsuits because I've got lots of students who are saying i'm happy to come forward but i still go to this school and i take a class with a professor who's told me that he hates israel i can't put my name on that lawsuit so we've had to issue these lawsuits as as john doe lawsuits for the protection of the students that's and and the only other case i've practiced civil litigation for uh, 30 years and the only other time that i've ever used uh, a john doe or jane doe claim in a lawsuit is where i'm dealing with a sexual a historic sexual assault victim who's suing for damages complainant a complainant
0: <laughs> sorry yeah uh, you've the blood's yeah. in us for this sorry, podcast yeah.
1: <laughs> so so right we have a different view of that but yeah. i i anyway um so, and in cases, I do a fair amount of anti-racism cases against school boards, and I'm dealing with, you know, kids that are minors. And so in those instances, we also use the anonymization. But other than that, I mean, it, it, so, so that's the category. Like, just so you understand the category that these Jewish students are in, they find themselves in the same category as a sexual assault victim who says, I need to come forward in secret dress, but I can't do it. I can't put my name forward because I'm so terrified.
0: Well, I mean, they're they're in. Look, we know of um, outside of the curriculum, there are lectures being given by professors, particularly focusing on Israel Correct. and the colonization and the apartheid and all that other garbage, um, which is not part of the curriculum. And and you Correct. you know you know where your professor stands on it. And if you're coming out to say anything or do anything, you know you're going to be f- with your grades. Never mind anything Correct. else. But we're also talking about um, professors here too who are coming out and saying things which are either on social media or at university campuses which essentially endanger Jewish students as well. This is incredibly insidious and at a level of hatred that I haven't seen.
1: Well, here here's an interesting thing just to, to explain how crazy these professors have gotten.
0: I spoke Not to, all of them, but 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 a number who've spoken out. I spoke with it, yeah. a
1: student yesterday, uh, a university student yesterday afternoon who had a professor speaking out against Israel encouraging people to go to one of these, uh, uh, anti-Israel rallies. Cause that's what they are. We ought not to call them pro-Palestinian rallies. They're anti-Israel rallies. And that's what the media ought to be calling them. But this professor was encouraging students in the class to go out and, and participate in this anti-Israel rally. here's the interesting thing. He was a math professor. So you understand at a place like York where you're talking about a history professor, a poli-sci professor, we may disagree, but the, there's some nexus to the course. Like the discussion might come out organically in a political right. science course. This is a math class, a math professor. There's no way that that conversation occurs organically in the context of, of that class.
0: No, and this was uh, I mean, a student who, who we've been contacted about um, at a university where they have a sports management program and a substitute professor came in and it was not about sports management. Right. Um, and, it, you know, the one thing that I think, uh, in addition to your lawsuit, which, you know, it, it, it's obvious that a number of these professors and students and student organizations and, and many of those students at TMU have not read or the terrorism provisions of the criminal code. Um, they've obviously missed Section 83, um, because when you're endorsing the acts of a terrorist organization who's already committed atrocities, which are clearly terrorist acts, and you're saying they're justified and that um, more should continue for the freedom of Palestinians, they're committing terrorism. And that's something which I think you know, our media certainly doesn't give a shit about, uh, at least as, as BJ would say, our legacy media who love to have their fake own- news. Fake yes. news. BJ, welcome. Our, sure. our senior producer here. In, and, um, you know, there's a lot of bullshit narratives out there. But um, from, look, we'll make no bones about it. We're, we're getting information that's being collated and gathered with respect to evidence, uh, videos and recordings and all this stuff. And, and it has crossed the line into criminal conduct. And if there was another group saying this about an identifiable group other than Israel, Israelis or Jews, they'd be arrested by now. Correct. And so they have not read these well, provisions. But, but you, can, you can be sure of one thing, we are, we are advising these politicians and police services now and reminding them and educating them about these provisions. It's bad.
1: Well, particularly when we talk to students on campus, as I have uh, recently, uh, uh, where there have been physical assaults, and there's absolutely no uh, repercussion. The police are not even called. I was going to
2: say case no case. police involvement. Well, you know there was
0: reports. You know, my but, daughter... but
1: but again, you know that if it was the reverse, oh. that the police would be there and an arrest would be made. Well, I, I can I, I can I tell you a story that happened not just at a university. Tell me, but I I, I, I yeah. have
0: some pretty good information from a good source about police and I'll, I'll talk about it in a moment, but go ahead.
1: So, so we're seeing this, not only at the universities, we're also seeing it. Uh, I mentioned earlier that I do a lot of anti-racism cases against school boards. I've been contacted by people, particularly from the York region school board, parents of kids there. And there's a particularly, uh, uh, awful story that I heard, uh, that took place last week on Thursday or Friday at one of the high schools, um, where, where a group of of students, not all of them, by the way, were Palestinian, but they were all anti-Jewish, and had made all kinds of remarks, uh, uh, offensive, hateful. You know, clearly remarks that would would cate- we would categorize as hate speech in the classroom. Uh, a couple of Jewish students stood up for themselves and responded, um, and. Uh, the Jewish students were asked to leave the class and were ultimately suspended. Well, that, does, I mean, it's that doesn't you. shock me. No, it was well. So that's what that's what's going on, right? Not just at, at that level.
0: Look, when we were at you know when we were at York in it 1991, it was very different. It was very, it was it was a very, very, was very, was a very different, a very you know, different environment. But but I but we did know that if you were to say certain things, certain professors would look at you differently, and you could bet you that your grades. Uh, would be would be for would be sure. quite different for sure. um but you know again so what you're hoping to do is to get these universities to form policies which they should and they have an obligation to create a safe environment for all students Correct. not just all students but jewish students
1: well that's the, and that's the essence of lawsuits and that's that's the goal
0: let's talk in transition for a moment um about you know TMU's Law School. And right. and, and about um, students who've come out who said uh things that have crossed the line. Um and and there's some professors at at a law there's a professor at a certain law school. The law society seems to be fairly silent um to some extent about how we deal with this as a governing body when there is essentially promote, promoting of terrorist acts. It's another well, no way to and, say and, it. And,
1: and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm really, really angry about that. I mean, there's no other word other than anger. Um, you know, we have seen our law society in Ontario... Uh, uh, put out all kinds of press releases uh, when they think there's a human rights abuse uh, halfway around the world uh, affecting some relatively minor group that has no connection to or, or a very tenuous connection here. Uh, but certainly doesn't impact us, and they're they're the first ones on the bandwagon to put it out. We know that our law society spends an awful lot of time uh, uh, drilling this concept of equity and diversity, and forcing us to take uh, CPD courses uh, in equity and diversity, and making us uh, you know as you uh, of course as an owner of a firm know you got to fill out that form every year that says you've got yeah, an equity. Look, well, and hold on, hold on, yeah, but, but but then but then they are they have been oddly silent they did not come out and condemn Hamas and more importantly they then didn't come out and condemn either the law students at TMU or the various law professors who have spewed Hate and and particularly these seventy five students who signed this letter at TMU. This is the next generation of lawyers, and so you've got a group of people out there. First of all, it concerns me quite. Aside from the hate, Joe, it and Mike, it concerns me because one of the hallmarks we would look for, whether it's you or I or you know, in hiring an articling student or young lawyer, is somebody who's able to competently have. Uh, uh, knowledge and judgment and so to for for somebody at that level to have such a complete whether I call it a distortion you call it a denial of history uh, concerns me about their ability to exercise proper judgment as a lawyer but more importantly to be spewing hate counters is, is really in contravention of our professional ethics and we see you know I can tell you, I do a lot of work defending lawyers and doing good character hearings at the law society tribunal. I've seen an awful lot of people hauled before that tribunal for far less. And yet our law society is very, very silent on this. And it concerns me and it sends a message to me, and it should send the same message to you as a Jewish lawyer, that they simply don't care about us as Jews. Or are scared. I so mean, hang Liz, on. Like, give
2: us give us an example like our viewers may not know what the content was for example what the students wrote it can you give us a yeah. little thumbnail so well so have you seen the letter sadly
1: yes so have I. so the letter it's it's more of the same of what we've been talking about they're basically in simple terms they're calling for the destruction of Israel
0: look uh, you and, know, and, they, and, they, and,
1: and they put their names to it they,
0: but I, but they were know. talking about of course supporting the Palestinian cause and about the illegitimate policies of, of Israel uh, I don't want to read it because I don't want to they now did and use give...
1: words like colonizer genocide, used those same apartheid. type of
0: comments the, the difficulty with what they've said is that when you take it um, as a whole it really does again advocate for the elimination of the state of Israel and it is done in a fervor uh, and a rhetoric which is offensive but also threatening To Jewish lawyers, to Jewish students, and to the Jewish community, Um, everybody's free speech. You know, BJ and I have these arguments sometimes about you know absolutism when it comes to free speech. But again, this is one of those areas where I talk about um, speech has crossed the line into hate speech, uh, and in certain cases into into uh, criminal acts of terrorism. But this one's particularly bad. And and you know, let's just stop for one moment. You talk about competence. It goes beyond that. As lawyers, we swear an oath. Our oath is to do our job and to take on clients and not, not to um, be so selective about clients. I mean, we, we have an obligation to take on files. And those of us who practice criminal law have dedicated our careers to representing everybody who comes from any walk of life, any race, any religion. We've represented the vilified, the most vulnerable, the most hated, and that's our job. And we do it uh, to the best of our abilities 12 13 14 hour a day dedicated to these people because we care we care about rights um, uh, we ha- i have taken seriously you know diversity our firm is like I'm the only Jewish member of my firm <laughs> you know we have, we have people from everywhere um, and different religions but this isn't about that right this is about a defined group who is being targeted and will see violence against them and we need our institutions to speak up and stand out when they're not. And uh, these students, you know, good luck with their futures, but I think that university law school's in deep trouble now. Do you have the names? We have the names.
1: Yeah, we have, I have we, them we, too. We all have the names. We all have the names. Everybody
0: has the names and, and like, make no mistake about it. There there are lots of very high profile lawyers, both Jewish and non-Jewish, who are, who are pulling their their funding of TMU who are pulling their um, um, awards uh, you know b- bursaries, and bursaries and all sorts of things so they're going to see a con- considerable amount of defunding
1: well it's not just the defunding there's also going to be a, de- a, 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 a disengagement right because Ryerson uh, sorry TMU is it's not called operates on this 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 practice uh, school model yeah, yeah. so there's almost like a co-op kind of thing and and firms that are signed yeah. up for that are are pulling out and are going but to pull hey, out and these students are going to have trouble getting jobs as a result of this
0: and and you have to like this is something that people have to understand about lawyers we we have to take on cases that we may not agree with sometimes you know we have obligations to represent people Correct. you know um and and we need lawyers And people don't like lawyers but we are an essential part of a democratic society and then if you have people with such strong views against a religion you know you can't trust them as lawyers um and the law society doesn't speak up about this so tell us you know are there other targeted um lawsuits coming out
1: There are. There are a number of other universities coming up. Watch for those in the coming days.
0: I I can tell you that there's other groups, um, one of which that I'm a part of, where there will be other lawsuits coming. Um, Any Law Society complaints?
2: Any Law Society complaints?
0: There has been a few Law Society complaints uh, launched. I'm not sure where they'll go. Yeah, I'm not aware of those. There's been one or two. Um, But, um, you know, I mean, to us it's just disappointing. I mean, whether the Law Society makes this statement or not I, I find it disappointing um, and it's sad because at a time of need this would be something of comfort that we would like from from an organization that you know we we work with for our whole careers um, but you know I, I guess when it gets down to it, it it's just um, when I talk about a denial it's you know there's a British columnist uh, and uh, political, a journalist in uh, in England who put it really well. You know, Israel is the only state or country that's not allowed to win a war. And um, it's shocking to see how the UN uh, has reacted um, with the resolution that mentioned nothing well, about Hamas.
1: But not surprising because that's Nobody historically knows. consistent. It, it, with it is, but I have to say, say,
0: it 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 was at this time. It was particularly. I, I, poignantly upsetting and galling you know in 1948 when the israeli state was created with those pre-67 borders they were welcomed by a war the british pulled out there was a war this is history i'm not sure how many people out there want to recognize that and then israel was successfully able to defend another significant war in 1967 and that's when the borders changed and 1973 uh, Israel's not allowed to win a war and keep some land and, and it's not necessarily that they want to keep some of this land it's a question of protection but that has been the welcome that they received and um, the absolute unequivocal denial of, of history and when that asshole uh, head of the UN talks about this didn't happen um, without a context, you. Right. I'd like to see what country you're from and people go in there and cut babies' heads off and rape women and burn people in their homes alive and you come out and make that statement after that happened to your people.
1: But again, coming so. from the UN, that's what we've come, as Jews, what we've
0: come I, to I, expect. I need some help with this because this is a good point. Um, is it the the Human Rights, uh, committee, UNRWA, in in the UN? Who's going to be the head of that next?
2: Oh, probably Iran. It is going to be Iran. Because they're on the board, they're on yeah. the
0: panel. No, but That's I think a... I think they're the ones to head the uh, con- quite a delicious irony, right? <laughs> I mean, it's uh, and and then the other thing, which which these professors and these students maybe unknowingly or knowingly feed into the overall geopolitical plans of. Iran who wants to destabilize and keep the Middle East destabilized. They have zero interest in peace. They have zero interest in the plight of the Palestinian people. They have zero interest in a two-state solution. They want Israel not to have a peace accord with Saudi Arabia and it feeds into some extent into Russian ambitions uh, to destabilize the geopolitical um, situation um, who've been welcoming leaders from Hamas and from Iran, and they have strategic alliance for their own weapons for their illegal war with Ukraine. And what these learned professors and students don't get is they are feeding into a chaotic world order, a world order where they're not going to find a place of safety or free speech. You want to give that speech in Russia. You want to give that speech in Iran luck. Um, You want to give that lecture? Good luck. You want to protest there? Good luck. I mean, the atrocities we've seen in Iran um, is horrible. Same with Russia, which is now a closed society. And they just don't get it that they are doing damage and doing exactly. I mean, the Hamas leaders, those of them that are still alive at the moment, um, are laughing. They're going, oh, look at these white privileged students. And these learned professors, they're doing our jobs. I mean, they're, we should have them on payroll. Um, it's shocking that there is an absolute denial for what this world is in for.
1: What I've tried to understand, and I, and I don't have the answer, is how did we get to the point in North America where the Jews were the bad guys? Like
0: where... Well, we always have been.
1: But it's gotten worse, certainly in our lifetime. It's yeah. gotten significantly worse. Yeah.
2: I could talk for 45 minutes on this and explain it all to you.
0: How about a five minute, three minute comment on that one?
2: My business before I was doing podcasts yeah. was on a university campus. So yeah, 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 I agree. saw this happen. I know all the reasons why. But it's predominantly. Do you want to of... come out the camera for a sec? No, <laughs> <laughs> the adaptation of postmodernism within the university campuses. So it's oppressor versus oppressed. They identified the Jews as the oppressors. They've created this whole frame. And the problem we we do is we use the word Palestine, which hands them the argument because we're jumping into their frame. Yeah. And then we try to win the argument with facts. We're never going to win this way.
1: So here's the argument that I'm trying to win with certain people, including uh, uh, in some cases, certain people in my own house. Um, how do you... It, how did we get to a point where the Jewish youth, some of the Jewish youth, are on their side, are against Israel, are against us as Jews? How did we get to that point? Well, I don't they fed understand into that. Same and how do we get a... them out of it? Like, how do we deprogram these Jewish kids and and make them understand that they're uh, uh, they're at risk? I mean, as you know, as as as, as we always say, you know, if the trains come for us again, the fact that you're a Jewish kid who might side with the Palestinians ain't going to save you. You're getting on the train with the rest of us. Right.
0: But here's the thing. The, the, the argument that they are indoctrinated in through high school and university is exactly what BJ is talking about. And, and, and it impacts them because they don't read. If you ask these students, tell me the history
2: they don't know of they israel know. tell I've me the history them. of conflict. they don't
0: know when gaza that land which country did that belong to originally they do not know the it was country. egypt right what about the west bank it was jordan which country has the majority of palestinians jordan when the palestinians were in jordan i'm not saying the ones who are there now but but the plo and other groups they wanted to overthrow. King Hussein, the older King Hussein, and he had enough of that, and there was a massacre, and then pushed them back into the West Bank and cut it off. Asked them about this history, asked them about that massacre, they won't know.
1: But, but there's a bigger and, problem, and, hold on. It, there's just a, one more thing.
0: Yeah. And in the framing of the argument, what bothers me, it's Palestinian versus Israel, Palestinian versus Jew or Muslim, For and that's not what it is. Right. And that's not what it is, because we have many friends who are Muslim, we have many friends who are Palestinian, there are many Palestinians who work within Israel. 30,000 went cover from Gaza every day. There was Israeli companies investing in Gaza with Palestinian um, employees. They all want a mutual relationship. They all want to get along. They all want peace. I'm not justifying uh, a government that was in power at this time in Israel, politics as yes, it is. But the framing of the argument is what feeds into what the universities have had, but feeds into what these destabilizing countries want to do. There are people who are here, who are in the United States and who are in Europe, who are underneath lighting the match and creating these narratives. And they're just f-ing, they're just gobbling it up because that's not the way it should be framed.
1: But the bigger problem is when you try to educate these Jewish kids who are on the wrong side of this and don't understand history and you try to, and, and again, I I, I I wish, I hope one of you uh, could tell me how to deal with this. Send because, them to Israel. Because what happens is yeah. you say to these kids, these are the facts, right? As you've described, I've had these conversations with some of these kids where I've said, you know, these are the facts. What about, why, are, why are you not blaming Egypt? Why are you not blaming Jordan? Why These are the facts. This is the history. Not even, not, they not say, even blaming them. But, but they. Them taking say, into consideration
0: the history but what the dynamics say, right
1: and they say because we live in this post-truth world they say well that's your story that's your history that's what you believe but i believe something Prove it different me.
0: yeah well if that well that that's now, what we did de- but that's but what we know. deal with in our normal podcast <laughs> right. when we deal about wrongful <laughs> convictions it's when i get vilified to say well there are false allegations and i get all, like all sorts of f-ing hate mail. It's the right. same
2: thing. Can I add something, Joseph? Yeah. yeah. Because- I'm delighted you're here. <laughs> well, it's good to see you. It's good to see you too. It's the voice. Likewise, you know, we, as I mentioned before, you're going back to talking to them about the facts. That's never going to work. You need to persuade them. And one of the things that I do is when they talk, they chant from the river to the sea. What's the phrase before that, that they often but don't always say, you know what it is? Mm. We don't want 50, we, don't, we want 58 states, we don't want two states. What does that mean? Yes. Ask them what that means. Right. Have them explain it to you because that's the 57 states in the Organization of Islamic Cooperation and they want a 58 state. So those sorts of persuasion tactics you can use, that's the only way we're gonna win.
0: If they'll even bother thinking about it. But it's a very interesting thing. And when we, I say we, win, by uh, the way, I, I mean think, the
2: Western world, I don't yeah. mean Israel because that is just a step towards more extremism in societies beyond the Middle East.
0: But this gets down to a core of the fact that we have lost sight of truth. Yes. When you talk about my truth, your truth, I mean-
2: Subjectivism. It,
0: subjectivism, we're yeah. because it, it, it permeates us in criminal law, with what we do in your in your litigation, and now it's permeating into your homes with opinions and politics, and we're heading down a very, very dangerous road. We'll have you back to, to give us an update on on these lawsuits. And um, thank you for doing that. Thank you for coming. Thanks, Pat. You look very good today.
1: Thank you. Not as good as you.
0: That's true. You know the people. Yeah. The, the... Just kidding. Here we go. Just for, I'm for kidding. 30, You're very for snappy. The Thirty
1: You're... years that I've known Joni. Thirty. What's it's more because we got, yeah, 35 years almost yeah. that I've known Joe. I've always said, when I grow up, I want to be as good looking as yeah. Joe. <laughs> Thanks for coming on. I love you, pal.
0: All right. All right, everybody. Thank you. If if you like this, well, hold on. Sit down. Oh, we're not done. Sit, sit not down. Not done. Sit oh, down. Oh, oh. It's okay. This can stay in there. Honorary pillow. Yeah. well, Whatever. If you like our uh, podcast, like, oh. share, subscribe, yeah. hit notification. You can send us questions about this, um, but thank you for coming out. Good night, everybody. Thank you.